Children, young people, you're dismissed to go to your classes at this time. God bless you. Hallelujah. Well, Merry Christmas, everyone. God bless you. It is a great season to rejoice and to thank God for the greatest gift there ever was, and that's Jesus Christ, His Son. And so we exalt Him. This morning, I want to share with you some pretty good news, and uh, it is the gospel, the gospel of good news, and it's something we should be declaring to everyone around this earth and to make a declaration of this very, very good news. And so I want to begin simply at the, the start, and that is with the word gospel. The word gospel is a verb. It's not a noun. We use it to name the four books that tell the story about Jesus, but the gospel is not Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. It's the story that they tell. The gospel is the story of Jesus, and the Greek word is euagelion, and agelion as you can see, is where we get the word angel. And so, eglion, you angel, or message. Eglion is message. Angels are messengers. That's the, the Greek for a messenger. And so, you're all angels today because you carry a message with you. But there's something important. The gospel isn't just a message There's the U on the front of it, the E-U, which stands for joyful or good. A really good message. Amen? But it's not just a good message. It's a joyful message. You've got to put some oomph behind it. You've got to have some feeling behind this thing. This isn't just glad tidings good news. That's what all that means. Gospel means good news, glad tidings, a joyful declaration. And that every time you see the word gospel, this is what is being spoken. The joyful declaration of Jesus Christ. It's the gospel of something. So it is good news. This good is not just that it's in essence and character good in quality it's joyful it's like really really good does anybody like relate to that this is really really good have you ever had a christmas cookie that's really really good well i'm talking about something so much better that satisfies life and is greater than death It destroyed the grave. This is joyful. This is good. When you have something so good, you want to share it. It's a declaration. So the gospel is a verb. Every time we mention the word gospel, it is the joyful message, the good tidings, the good news. Jesus came to save mankind. That's something good to share. Wouldn't you agree? It is a gospel of Jesus Christ. It's named, in the, it's used 77 times in the New Testament, 74 verses. And it, uh, it says this, that it is the gospel, the good news, the glad tidings, the joyful declaration of Jesus Christ. That's the good news. Or as Jesus put it, the gospel of the kingdom. Well, the kingdom came because Jesus came. Or the gospel, or the good news, or the glad tidings of God. Because he's the one who sent the message. The message is Jesus. 
And so let's look at where this good news originated. Let's look at where gospel, the glad tidings, the joyous declaration came from. It happened in Luke 2, where there were shepherds out watching their flock. You know the story. Joseph and Mary are trying to find a place in Bethlehem. They are of the descendants of David, uh, both Matthew and Luke give us genealogies. One is from Mary's genealogy. One is from Joseph's line. One is from the kingly uh, line through David, through Solomon. The other is the royal line through David's son and his firstborn, who's not Solomon. And so both Joseph and Mary equally are from the tribe of Judah and David. And so a census is given just by chance, just kidding, ordered by God through a secular government for them to make their way to Bethlehem because the prophet Micah declared that Jesus would be born in Bethlehem. This thing's been established from the beginning of time. And they go to find a place in Bethlehem. There is no place. They go to a a shed out back where they have the child in a manger. And near Bethlehem are the shepherds who are tending the flock of sheep. It just so happens that that flock of sheep are the very sheep that are used in temple sacrifice. And so when the angels appear to these shepherds, they're announcing that the Lamb of God, who is the sacrifice for sin, has been born. And as it's announcing to these shepherds, they're just all outside playing their harmonica next to their fire. And they're just singing old hymns of David, singing along. Okay, I'm making that part up, but be with me. Come on, join in here. And so all of a sudden an angel bursts on the sight. And it says, according to Hebrew tradition, that Messiah would be announced from the sheep's tower, the Migdal Eder, and that the declaration of Messiah, there was a tall tower near Bethlehem where they tended and watched their flock. But instead of being in the tower, the angel shows up in the sky. And guess what? He's got really good news. Really good news. I mean, we've got paintings of angels that are boring. They're also you know, stoic. Behold, I bring you great tidings of good news. That's not, come on. You know, the last time the angels sang was at the creation of earth. And here they're ready to declare. Luke uh, chapter 2 verse 10 says this, and the angel said to them, fear not, because you know what? When an angel shows up, what's the first thing you do? You're pretty scary pretty scary. So the angel of God just appears in the sky. Now it says the angel of the Lord. I don't know how this one was elected. It doesn't say Gabriel. Gabriel went to Mary. I don't know which angel this was, but I would think he's a pretty excited angel. And he begins to appear, and the glory shines. The shepherds are scared to death. He says, fear not. Behold, I bring you good news of average joy. I got some information for you. No, this is the greatest news that God had been planting for the planning for the redemption of mankind. If you're a messenger coming from God with a message that is the greatest message human ears could hear, how are you going to tell this story? 
with everything you've got. I bring you, oh, I bring you good news. I bring you gospel. I bring you joyful declaration, joyful declaration with great joy. I have a feeling joy was involved in this thing. We've lost the joy of declaring the gospel. I mean, if you got something so excitable, so awesome, and so joyous, are you going to fear about, I don't know if they'll accept it, I don't know if they'll receive it, they might think I'm a little bit goofy. I don't care what you think, I've got the greatest news on planet earth, Jesus loves you. Jesus died for you. Now listen to what this angel bursts out saying. He says, I have got good news of great joy for all people. All people. Everybody. you got to get in on this news. This is great. This declaration is great. So I love this because as he's making this declaration and he says and this will be a sign for you you're going to find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes laying in a manger and then it says and suddenly and suddenly suddenly in other words you weren't expecting this (laughs) there was a great multitude of angels and heavenly hosts praising god and saying glory to god in the highest and on earth among those whom he is pleased I mean, this angel had his solo, right? Now, I don't know if they rehearsed this cantata. I don't know if they were in heaven and they practiced it. But all I can feel is this angel showed up. He said, I have got good news. I've got gospel. I've got joyful declaration of great joy to all people. And you're going to see this baby wrapped in, and, and all of the angels couldn't wait. It says a heavenly host, that's an army. An army of angels just light up. Yeah. Could you imagine that light up? You want to talk, flip the switch. It's nighttime. All these angels just go, glory to God in the highest, peace to his people on earth. They can't hold it. All the sons of God, the morning stars, as Job puts it, began to worship and praise God. The last time they did that, Jesus was making planet Earth. Now he's coming to redeem planet Earth. And they can't hold back. This is too good. This is too good to be true. You ready? Let's just be done and everybody hit the streets. Come on. Let's go. Shouldn't it be this way? We... We hold ourselves so respectable of other people and so quiet and so... Let me try to convince you who Jesus is. Let me give you an intelligent argument through science and psychology as to how I can convince you Jesus. You know what? You don't have to convince anybody. Jesus is who he is. Just say it. Just praise him. This is the best news for all people. Jesus Christ was born. That's Christmas, everybody. Turn on the lights and do whatever you have to do. Put out the signs. Get out there and start telling everybody the good news, the joyful declaration, Jesus is born. How many of you know the the world needs good news? The world needs good news. Now, this happened again. I wonder if it was the same angel. I don't know. You know, 
It says there was an angel at the tomb when Jesus rose from the dead and the angel gets to declare, what are you looking for? He's not here. He's risen! You know, when you're a messenger of God, when you were made to be a messenger, I mean, that's what angel word, that's what the word means, right? Angel comes from this you engelon. It means messenger. You got a message to carry. So when you got good news, I mean, in the Old Testament, these angels weren't carrying such good news. They were warring and fighting and killing a lot of people. Now the salvation's here. They're excited. This is good stuff. We're seeing the plan of God come into being. And so they rejoiced when he was born. And now, again, is it the same guy? I'm not sure. But he gets to declare. The angels get to bring the message because all of humanity had not figured this one out. Even the disciples whom Jesus taught and said, I'm going to die and I'm going to rise in three days, they didn't get it. He brings the message. He's risen. So the message is heightened again. It's a great message. When you were made to be a messenger then you speak the message. Now, I've spoken in different lands and in different countries and nations where I don't speak the language, so I'll have an interpreter. And a good interpreter mimics what the, the speaker is saying. And I, I remember in South Africa speaking about uh, uh, animals and creation and I sometimes get a little carried away and I use big gestures and I make movements and I get excited. And my interpreter was doing the same things. Because it wouldn't make sense, would it, for me to give this message and go, no, wow, and my interpreter to go, um, da-dum, It just wouldn't translate, would it? So I'm wondering if this messenger, this angel who was made to give a message had to put everything in that God wanted in the message. This is the greatest plan ever executed that outwitted the devil, absolutely crushed him, destroyed him, broke the power of sin, death, and the grave, and brought mankind into the presence of God through the blood of his son who was obedient and exalted to the right hand of the Father. I'm thinking this angel was pretty excited. Well, we're the messengers of this gospel. And we've been lost in the translation here. Something's lost in our translation from the excitement of what the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of life, has to offer everybody. And the Holy Spirit's going, this is the best news of all. It's Christmas. We're celebrating the birth of Jesus. And the church is going, well, I don't know what day he was born on. Can we depend on that? And I heard some pagans use this holiday for something else. Skip all that. Speak the message. All right, so if you don't think December 25th, so speak the message on the 26th. Okay, get over it. Speak the message. How many of you know good news travels fast? And, and what happened was, it says in Galatians 4.4 4, that in the fullness of time, God sent a son through Mary. So in the fullness of time, what's amazing is... I, we can't fully comprehend all that was put into place as to the day that Jesus was born. But we know from the beginning of time it had been working towards this pinnacle in human history. 
to where a census was taken and Mary and Joseph are coming together and everything's in its right place and alignment. Even the stars are being aligned to display the majesty of the birth of a king, right? And, and all this is happening. Well, in the fullness of time, what happens is it comes at a time when there is one dominating rule power called the Roman Empire and the Roman Empire was known for one thing. Roads! Right? They expanded the, the, the circumference of their empire to where the saying was, the sun never sets on the Roman Empire, or something like that. The sun always sets on the Roman Empire. Anyways, the sun has something to do with the Roman Empire. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. It's just big, okay? It's big. And the reason is, they had a lot of roads. They built this infrastructure of roads going everywhere. Well, when you've got good news... What do you do with it? Take it on the road. Right? And that's why this gospel spread so far and so wide is because the disciples, the apostles, began to go on the Roman road out into all the then-known world. Well, let me ask you this. What's today's Roman road? At the end of time here, at the time when Christ is going to return, we've got Roman roads that go around the globe and into outer space. I mean, we've got a networking system greater than the Roman roads. It's called what? The Internet. How many of you are on Facebook? Raise your hand. Look at all you guys. It's like, well, I'm, I don't know what he's going to say next. So I won't, I won't admit. I look at face. Come on, this is our opportunity. All right? Stay away from sin on the internet. But use this thing. Right? I'm sure that there were all sorts of women on the sides of, and men, prostitutes, everything all over the Roman roads. Just don't stop. Use the road. Same with the internet. Redeem the thing and use it. Every Sunday you should be posting about what happened at church. This, this has been dynamic. Every day post something about the good, joyful news of what you heard from Jesus today. How many of you hear from Jesus every day? Anybody? Yeah? All right, tweet it. Tweet it. Some of you are going like, what? Instagram it. Use these roads. We've got news and information. We've got to get it out there. And so we've got to do this. It's interesting, according to a recent research by the University of Pennsylvania, making yourself and those around you happy is not only possible, but very easy. All you have to do is spread the word. Oh, we needed the University of Pennsylvania to tell us to spread the word. They did a study. It works. The church needs to read the study again. Right? What makes online content so viral? A study tracking the circulation of almost 7,000 articles from the New York Times over a three-month period found that positive articles were shared more often than negative ones. Hey, guess what? People want to hear good news. Now, the TV networks and the news media, they haven't caught on to this yet. They don't want good news. They think bad news sells. But that's not what people want. People want good news. 
Oh, if only we had a group of messengers that had such good news to share. Wouldn't it be awesome to go viral with this news? Start spreading the news. This sounds like a song. <laughs> I'm not going to search out which one, but I... I know that song. Similar studies of online behavior also suggest we're more likely to use words like happy, love, nice, and sweet online more than worried, hurt, sad, and ugly. And what we share in our positive experiences daily is 70% of the time we share positive information. We naturally want to share good news. And so we have got to spread this news. Now listen, you got a phone? Who's got cell phones? If you don't, you're probably not here. <laughs> you didn't wake up. Your alarm didn't go off. You've got smartphones. You've got Facebook. You've got internet. You've got email. You've got tweeting. You've got Instagram. You've got every form of communication possible. And everybody wants to hear something positive and good. I've got the best news there ever was. And I'm going to share it joyfully, gladly. I've got to share something with you. Now, when you have this attitude, you will draw people because people are hungry. Say it with me. People are hungry. One more time. For good news. They are. Now, if you've got joy and someone's looking at you, wow, they'll be drawn to you and you share the love of Jesus. Now, you don't have to, you don't, you don't have to get them saved. The Holy Spirit will get them saved. If you can lead them, good, that's great. But just share the news. Get the thing rolling. Get it started. Because once you get this news into their soul, oh, the Holy Spirit just loves to tear things apart. How many of you know that? He'll just keep moving and keep moving and someone else will bring it up and someone else will bring it up. We've got the greatest news on planet earth and we have got to share it. Now that's what Paul was assigned. It's interesting, communicating a positive experience that you have had with another person heightens the impact of the positive experience itself because you get to relive and re-savor the experience. That's what the University of Pennsylvania came up with. This is amazing. We call it a testimony. If you would share the good news with someone else, you get to relive it and reactivate it for someone else, giving them hope that the same Jesus that helped you could help them. This is good news. This is like Jesus 101. The angel came and said, I got really, really, really good news, and it's making me happy joyous good tidings so i am trying to pump you up this isn't deep theology but this is gospel 101 and guess what it's not the theology that wins souls to jesus oh we need to know theology we need to know doctrine we need to understand it all but that's not what saves souls you know what saves souls is i'm miserable and i need help i am sick and i need a healer i am lost and i need a savior Somebody bring me good news. That's what the world needs. So share it. Share it. And that's what the Apostle Paul considered. Uh, this is a really old Apostle Paul. <laughs> he, he said, 
I don't know. We don't know what he looked like. I chose him. <laughs> Romans 1.16, and Paul said this, I am not ashamed of the gospel. See, now, we say the word gospel. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. And we think theology. We think the doctrine of Jesus. We think this and this. He says, I am not ashamed of this good news. I am not ashamed of this joyful declaration. See, you can't take the joy out of the gospel. The minute you lose the joy out of the gospel, you're not going to share it. If you, don't, if you don't have joy in this gospel, you're not going to spread the news. This thing has to be so exciting for you and the greatest thing you're living in that you'll share it. And so what we've done with the gospel is we've made it Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And, and Mark starts out his gospel, this is the beginning of the joyous declaration of Jesus Christ. I'm just getting started. That's what he's saying. John says, this is the joyous declaration of the word of God. In the beginning was the word. And he goes into just telling you all about Jesus. You see, it is the declaration that is the gospel. You are that gospel. Because you carry Jesus And so do you carry him with great joy, glad tidings, and good news? I've got to tell you something. This is is amazing. Jesus loves you. Carry that. Carry that. It's infectious. Take it. Paul said, "I I am an apostle of the gospel of Jesus Christ. What is he an apostle? Let's break the words down. Apostle is sent one. I'm a sent one of joyous news. I'm a messenger of some really, really great news. That was his job. You knock him down with stones and rocks and kick him outside the city, he'll get back up again and go to the next town because he's got a mission. My mission is to tell this good news. He'll go into a synagogue, they'll cuss and swear and kick him out, and he'll go to anybody else out in the Gentile world and say, look it, I can't stop talking, I got good news. He'll go on Mars Hill where all the intellectuals are, where all the philosophers are in Greek uh, philosophy, and he'll say, you know what, you got all these gods, that's really cool, but I got better news than that. I've got news, he said, I can't stop talking about this message. And so people who truly know Jesus, not religion. Religion is you do your time and you leave and you you earn your brownie points and this and that. It makes no sense at all. But a relationship with Jesus, you can't stop talking about the one you love. I've got such good news, such good news. Do you know Jesus talked to me earlier this morning, just this morning I heard from Jesus. How about you? Paul said, I am not ashamed. You can't get me to shut up. He said, this is it. This is, catch this. I am not ashamed of this, excuse me, this joyous declaration because it's the power of God. What's the power of God? The message? This really good news? That's the power of God. We're waiting from electricity to come from the sky or from our hands and go, power of God. The force be with you. Power of God. It's not working. Oh yeah, it's working. You're just not opening your mouth. 
You're looking for all the signs and wonders. Can I tell you when the signs and wonders start? When you make the joyful declaration. Signs and wonders were given to validate the declaration. The first thing that has to come out is the power of God through the good news. The good news is the power of God. God so loved the world, He sent the Son who died for us, rose from the dead, forgave us our sins. That's the good news. He said, I'm not ashamed of this good news. This declaration is the power of God that leads to salvation. Well, pastor, I have to learn the four major divisions of the Roman road, and I have to understand how to lead people properly in the theater. No, you don't. Just start sharing the good news. The message has power in itself. That's what he's saying. I'm not ashamed of this message because in the message is the power of God. Does anybody get this? Somebody smile. Somebody say yes. Yes, I get it. I get it. It's the message and you're a carrier. It's awesome. It's awesome. But you know what? Misery loves company. It seems like everybody's just on this place of complaining, 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 complaining. The world is full of complainers, misery and woe. They're just broken. They're downtrodden. And guess who's also in line? The church. We're so complaining and so grumbling. And I don't like this. Didn't happen like that. I don't want this. We're constantly grumbling and complaining. Most of our mental health issues has to do with the attitude we have. If you had a joyous attitude of a message that can't be stopped, I think your health would change. I think your mind would change. But we're standing in the misery line. Somebody give praise. The Bible says to give thanks at all times in all things. This is acceptable to God. Give thanks. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. He's got to repeat it a bunch of times because the gospel is joyful. It's joyful. And if you are downtrodden, if you're down, and life has a way of doing that, believe me, I get it. I've got to get the joy back in me. How about you? I've got to get the joy back in me. I'm not going to share this gospel if I'm miserable. I've got to get the joy of God back in me. And you know what? You know why misery loves company? Because most people are just waiting for that company that someone in that company would have the way out. They're looking to climb out. You can't be joyous and miserable at the same time. Complaining can't agree with gratitude. Joy and bitterness don't agree. Most everyone is very willing to share their complaints and share their misery. Will somebody share the good news? So I just conclude with this. Isaiah 61 says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And this is, in fact, the very first preaching assignment of Jesus after he comes out of the wilderness. Jesus defeats the devil in the wilderness. He comes out into the synagogue. They say, Yeshua, do you have a word to share? He walks to the platform, opens Isaiah 60. It could have been the reading of the day. We don't know, but that would have been awesome in the timing of things, wouldn't it? Or that he turned to that scroll. But he says this. Jesus says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me 
because the Lord has anointed me to bring gospel to the poor. He says good news. Guess what word that is? Gospel. A joyous declaration to the poor. That's why I'm anointed. To bring a joyous declaration to the poor. I'm anointed to bring a joyous declaration to the poor. I'm anointed to bring a joyous declaration to the brokenhearted. I'm anointed to bring a joyous declaration to the captives who are bound. I'm anointed to bring a joyous declaration to the prisoner. I'm anointed to bring a joyous declaration to those who are bound. You look at what he says in Isaiah 61. Every situation is to the blind, to the bound, to the prisoner, to the brokenhearted. He's got good news for every one of those situations. If you don't believe that Jesus can minister in every one of those situations, you're not going to talk about it. You're not going to share it. But if you actually did believe it, if you would believe it, you know, it, it struck me today, the, the bait of every Christian going on TV for an interview is, is homosexuality of sin? You know, so they want you to either say, yes, it's a sin, so they can pounce on you and say that's terrible, or they want you to just fudge it over and say, well, geez, I don't know, I'm not really sure, you find out for yourself and this and that, and then the, the witness is lost. But why do we take the bait to just make it? How about, is homosexuality of sin? Do you know I could list every sin, couldn't I? But I've got the answer to every sin. Jesus is the answer to every sin of homosexuality, every sin of fornication, every sin of adultery. Every, everybody's born in sin. Why don't we talk about the solution instead of you dividing me by what is sin? Let me give you a joyous declaration. Jesus came to cause every sin to be obliterated if you would come to him. Amen? I came to break everybody loose from under the bondage of sin and death. That's good news. He said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me to do this. And guess where he, well, he went to great lengths to put the Spirit of the Lord now in you. If the Spirit of the Lord is in us, we've become the message. We are now the testimony. You've been set free from prison. You've been healed up from a broken heart. You have been released from your bondages. You are now the message. You are now the angel, the messenger. Everyone in this place has good news. We've got to start sharing this. Now, I don't know if this is something new for you to understand or something you've kind of forgot about, because now you're a mature Christian? But a mature Christian is going to be crazy batza for Jesus. The joy is unquenchable. It's full of glory. You can't stop me talking about Jesus. And it's become so normal for me to talk to people anywhere, anytime, anywhere about Jesus. I don't have to make it weird. I'm not trying to get everybody saved and on their knees. I'm just telling you Jesus is awesome. Jesus is awesome. Would you just begin to emit, start emitting a signal out of you to everybody in the world the joyous good news that Jesus came. Jesus is here. Jesus died. Now, don't pick apart my message and say, well, he didn't say we're supposed to lead him into salvation and we didn't do that. Come on. First of all, just sound 
the alarm, would you? Are you with me on this? Can this be a joyous season? We got two days to Christmas. You know how many people you're going to run into? Literally. (laughs) Begin to give this message that is the most awesome message in the world. Would you stand with me this morning? Would you lift your hands and say this prayer with me? I am a messenger messenger of great news. news. The joy of the Lord Lord is so filled in me. me. I have to tell someone. someone. Jesus is Lord. Lord. I will use every opportunity opportunity to speak this good news to to all people. people. May the joy of the Lord be my strength. strength. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's celebrate.